0: This is the Carl Miller Show, where we talk about all things real estate, financial investments, and getting into a home you love. With over 15 years of experience, this is your host, Carl Miller.
1: Good morning. You're listening to the Carl Miller Show. I'm your host, Carl Miller, broker owner of Carl Miller Realty, located at 7700 Timberlake Road. What are the top concerns or fears people have as they consider selling or buying a home today? Joining us today is the Carl Miller team, marketing director, Lindsay Morell. Lindsay, welcome back.
0: Hey, good to be here.
1: You had a big life event a few days ago. I did. So it was a big decade, change of birthday.
0: Big change. And
1: so we're not 40 yet.
0: Oh gosh, no, we have a while for that. Yeah. Just 30, just 30.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, I learned a long time ago, you never guess a woman's age, or her weight, but uh, that's a whole different topic. And, uh, yeah, we're, those we're are good distracted. things to
0: not guess. Or that's if correct. they are expecting a child. I learned Also that. not a good idea.
1: I learned that from personal ex- embarrassing experience, so yes. <laughs> All right, well, let's start off today with not one, but three featured listings this week. It's time for a new featured listing from Carl Miller Realty. This week's featured listing, number one, is a two-story farmhouse on two acres in Madison Heights. It features a new roof, a covered front porch three bedrooms, and new luxury vinyl plank flooring in the living areas. There's a main level bedroom, plus two bedrooms upstairs that feature the original pine flooring with replacement windows and a brand new heat pump. This home is priced to sell at just 134 dollars Our second featured listing is a Boonsboro home located in the 24503 zip code, but on the Bedford County side. Located in the woods in the foothills, just a few minutes off of Coffee Road, this house has been completely updated with features and features: new appliances, new floors, fresh paint, vinyl siding, and windows. With over 1,600 square feet, this three-bed, two-bath home has a spacious ensuite bedroom complete with a vaulted ceiling. Priced at 219 Nine. don't miss out on this beautiful, in ready Boonsboro home. And finally, we have a Brookville District home that is back on the market. This custom-built 1,650 1,650 square. Foot brick home features a front porch, it has a sunroom off the back that's enclosed, has a spacious deck and a full unfinished basement for future expansion options, has a main level two-car garage and a large oversized brick two-car detached insulated garage and a workshop. And this property is surrounded by 4.3 acres. It's in high demand. It's in Brookville. It's located right across from Timbrook Park on Leesville Road. This one's priced at $329,900. This home will probably sell quickly. All three of these probably will. So don't wait for information on these or any listings in the area. Check out com or call us at 239-2394. Lindsay, you've been helping us market these homes.
0: Yeah. I feel like they have been going really fast. I mean, that's the market right now. We post them and then couple days later, they're gone.
1: Some of them are gone really yeah, fast with multiple are, offers. Awesome. Uh, and But you're doing a great job of making them look good to well, the market. You. So if you thank haven't you. already, follow us on social media, carlmillerrealty.com and check out our featured listings. Also want to give a shout out to our sponsor this month, which is Central Virginia Flooring. Central Virginia Flooring, located off of Timberlake Road. They specialize in new floors. They have a large warehouse and they're open. Monday through Friday or weekends by appointment. So give a shout out to Central Virginia Flooring and next week we're gonna be bringing on one of their sales reps to talk about floors and what's happening in trends. So there's a lot of common questions today that sellers have. And one of the things I do when I meet with a with a seller is I ask them, like, what's your biggest fear or concern in the process of selling this house? And so wanted to talk about that and address some of those concerns today. Lindsay, what do you kind of think people might say when that question comes up? What are some of the things you think we get on those things? And if I'll,
0: They're gonna get enough money for their home. Money is always you definitely there. want to end out on top. You know, you don't want to lose money when you're selling your yeah, home.
1: Absolutely. Best
0: yep. time to list your home. That could be. We, we
1: do get that question. A lot. Yeah. Best time to list. Yeah. And so we can answer that question along with some others. Um, and, and I know you're fairly new in the real estate field. I've been I have been out here for 16 <laughs> years. But the money question almost always comes up. You know, will I get enough money? Mm-hmm. Um, what do I need to do to get the house ready is another question. Yeah. Or, hey, I'm thinking about making some improvements. What's the best improvements I can make to get the top dollar?
0: Maybe right now is if your house is going to sell too fast. Mm-hmm. Where will I go if I don't mm-hmm. have something else signed up?
1: Yeah, that's that's definitely the truth. And then we we're going into the uh, holiday season right now too, so some people get kind of, hey, should I decorate my house or not? Mm-hmm. And so that question comes up, along with you know everybody wants to know what the what the fees are involved with selling, you know, from a yeah. commission standpoint from an agent, and and then what do I need to do for people coming by my home? I don't want right. people snooping around in my private personal property, right. that's another question. Right, and how
0: often will you need to like show your home? Right, Yeah.
1: and then some people have um, children and some people have pets. And so there's concerns centered around those mm-hmm. very important uh, aspects of our lives. So let's kind of jump in here and, and talk about these. And let's start with the number one thing that I would say always comes up, and that is money. I, I wanna make sure I get enough money. And I've shared this in the past, but at the end of the day, keep in mind again, the marketplace kind of sets that price. The market sets that. If, if our sellers could pick that number, if I could as their realtor, we, we'd all be very rich. And <laughs> But uh, but we, we definitely have to kind of dig into the market. So that's one of the things that I strive to do. And I will say, too, buying or selling a home, selling especially, is, is stressful. Um, Alice and I, my wife and I, recently moved. And we packed up our house and moved into another house. And my wife can certainly attest to the fact that this is Stressful, but
0: yeah, it's a process to pack everything, sort through everything,
1: yes, and it's disruptive, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. And 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 then and then it's so funny. My wife is really low key, I mean, as far as not getting too worked up about things, but we just put our house on the market in our old house, and so it's funny every time there's a showing, hey, what happened with the showing, you know? So, <laughs> so I'm just hyper aware of what a typical seller goes through when, when things like that happen, right? But I think the thing to keep in mind is when you're moving. Uh, you're mo- most times you're moving towards something. You're moving towards a bigger picture. you're moving towards something that is more ideal than in the situation that you're in. So you're moving towards something better. So it's kind of important to keep the big picture in mind, but a big part of that picture is the financial piece. So as we talked about, the market sets the price. Secondly, the market is typically determined by comparing the subject property in, you know, that we're looking at. Or the, or the home to other area properties that sold. That's why that old school mantra of location, location, location is mm-hmm. such a tried and true uh, saying in real estate. Uh, and an example of that, if you're selling a lot in a subdivision, like let's just pretend we've got a subdivision, there's one acre lots, six lots sold in the last 12 months, and they all sold for, say, $60,000, chances are the seventh lot's going to sell somewhere, give or take around that $60,000 mark. And the same is true of houses, typically a street... Or a neighborhood kind of has similar architectural styles, uh, sizes of the lots. You know, mm-hmm. even um, the age of the homes are pretty much going to be not exact, but fairly uniform. And so, sales price will in large part be influenced by the neighborhood. And there are nuances that affect market price, like upgrades, mm-hmm. the condition, the square footage, the architectural style, and even the topography of the lot. You know, if you're if you're up on a ridge and and, and the rest of the homes are not, you know, that might that might add some value. And if you're in a bottom where all the water is running towards, that could negatively affect yeah, your value. That could. <laughs> and, you know, it's funny. If you go into some of these subdivisions, there are houses like that. You know, the last lot that sold in a neighborhood and, you know, it was the most undesirable lot. And so sometimes those situations, again, mm-hmm. can negatively affect the value. So you do have that whole location, location, location thing. But by digging into the details, we can determine typically really close to what the market states a house will bring in the, current, in the current market. And after we have that number range, one of the things that I do with every single seller is fill out an estimated net proceeds worksheet. Mm-hmm. So that way the seller has the exact number in hand. And the reason that's so important is we want sellers to make an informed decision.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: We don't want any surprises
0: at the closing yeah. table. That is helpful.
1: It's very helpful because we want to be able to, when it comes to buying a home, we want to find a home that works, a neighborhood that works and a price point that a buyer is comfortable with. And when we're making that decision as a seller, when it comes to the price, we don't want any surprises and we want to know exactly mm-hmm. what we're dealing with there. Yeah. So that's one of the things that uh, we, we always strive to, and your agent will do that too. If you have a realtor you're working with, almost everyone can fill these out. And and But it's really, really critical, critical just to dig into the individual nuances of each house because there are third-party websites out here you can go on and ask for your home's value and they will spit out a number. Right. But unfortunately, those websites don't know if perhaps you just did a $30,000 kitchen renovation. Right. Or,
0: or you haven't updated it at all or, in exactly. 30 years. <laughs> yeah. And the basement
1: leaks and there's mold down there, yeah. for example. Hopefully that's not the case for anyone Hopefully listening. But, <laughs> but if that happens, again, those third-party websites don't know that. Mm-hmm. All they have to go off of, basically, is what other homes have sold for. They kind of have these algorithms that average out dollar per square foot price. And there's some value in that. But I find that those sites are typically not accurate. If it was that easy, we wouldn't have the need for appraisers anymore.
0: So, yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. So it's it's important that you dig into the details and have an agent who not only looks at the data, but then also looks at the market conditions and knows exactly what the supply demand is for your specific price range and your specific zip code and/or school mm-hmm. district. So that that that's one way we can address the numbers, the the, the dollar question. And again, we. We like to be honest with people and show them exactly what it is. Mm-hmm. The second uh, theme that comes up very, very commonly is what What do I need to do to get the house ready? And I feel like that question we could take up a whole show on that question. Yeah,
0: yeah, really could.
1: <laughs> we we talked a few things. We gave a few tips in the recent past about what things we can do, sellers can do to get top mm-hmm. dollar. But I would say in summary, we can meet, come up with a list, and then share our opinions. As stated before, we talked in the past about paint and flooring. They're the mm-hmm. two easiest items that you can almost always get your dollars back on, plus some. I use the line all the time. Look, paint in a can is worth thirty bucks on a wall. It's worth a thousand or two thousand mm-hmm. dollars, especially if you got mm-hmm. something yeah. obnoxious or, yes. or dark. Not even yeah. obnoxious. Just, just um, let's put it this way: something personal. Like yeah. If it's yeah. bold, or mm-hmm. maybe it's we talked about teen colors. I think last time. Right. If you've yes. Got the Virginia tech yeah. colors and the UVA fan walks in, that's going to be a problem.
0: That is. Or they're thinking that red is going to be really hard to cover up. Right. Yes. <laughs> but you just do it for them and then just do it they for don't have them. to think about it. Take
1: away the objection points. That's the goal there. And we actually have a checklist of things that you can do as a seller to enhance your house for the top dollar. And we, we can provide that to you free of charge. If, in fact, if you want that checklist, we have like a two-page checklist of just – it's called a home enhancement checklist, and our clients have found this very helpful. If you would like a copy of that, just email us, radio at carlmillerteam.com, and we'll give you a free copy. Mm-hmm. But after we see your house, we can customize a plan to help you prep for top dollar, and that—and that's very informative. And sometimes we're doing this uh, six months down the before somebody wants to move or a year down the road. Mm-hmm. And it, and I'll say this. If you know you want to move in a year, it's not too early to start that conversation.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So. Lindsay, you mentioned the third uh, question or objection point some people have is, will the house sell too fast? Or I don't even know where I'm going to go.
0: Right. <laughs> that could be scary. It
1: is very. And, yeah. and it's, a com- it's a common issue today.
0: Mm-hmm. Yes, when they're selling this quickly. It definitely I think, can I be. I think I
1: shared uh, right now single-family homes in Lynchburg, Bedford, Campbell, and Amherst County. The single-family homes, the median days on market. Now, this is from list date to contract date. It's 10 days. Now that's the median number. There's, there's always exceptions, um, mm-hmm. and what I'm finding too is the homes that are priced say north of four hundred fifty thousand, those homes on average are taking longer, but especially houses under three hundred are just mm-hmm. moving really fast. So that question of will the house sell too fast is key, and sometimes we help people with timing, like if if they know that they need to be at their new job out of state on february 28th for example Mm -hmm. we can help them with timing about the best time strategically to put that on the market Mm -hmm. or maybe this this came up this year we had a couple people that were building houses and the target closing date for the new construction wasn't going to be for about four months down the road and so we helped them come up with a plan about hey let's list it this date just to have confidence knowing because if you list it too early buyers don't want to wait 120 days to close on the house if it goes under contract quickly Right. So we, we, there's some timing that goes on. And, and one of the things that it's my role as a professional is to know what the market is for that mm-hmm. price range in that location so that we can just show the averages. There's no guarantees, but we can usually dial it in pretty close right. to what a realistic expectation is. So what happens if you sell your house and you have nowhere to go? You don't know where you're going to go. How do we address that concern? And that's one that comes up a lot today.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And the reason that is, is because let's say you want to upsize it. Let's say you're in a two bedroom, one bath or a three bedroom, one bath, and you wanna to upsize to a four bedroom, two bath or a four bedroom, three house, three bath house. The house that you see come on the market, chances are by the time yours goes under contract, the house that you're looking at will probably also be under contract. Mm-hmm. So a lot of times the homes that you see aren't the ones you're gonna end up buying because the market is turning over so fast. So my commitment to every client is, look, we're not gonna be homeless. Remember that houses are coming on the market every day and every week. And in this market, again, the house you most likely end up buying is not going to be on the market today. So there's a couple of options we can deal with this problem of, I don't know where I'm going to go. Number one is you you can list your house, get it under contract, and then just negotiate a closing date that's out 50, even up to 80 days, just to give you as a seller time to put a contract on. And I use the term suitable housing because suitable housing is a broad term. And whether that means we're, we're, we're renting somewhere, hopefully not, or moving into somebody's basement, you know, but mm-hmm. but it gives us time to contract on a house, essentially. And then we make the deal contingent on the closing of, of the subject property. The second option is you can sell and just close in a fairly short period of time, but negotiate with the buyer a, a rent back option for up to 30 or 45 days. And the advantage of this for you as a seller is it gives you the cash and the proceeds and the option to not need to quickly be out of your house, which relieves a lot of pressure. So in other words, you close, you just, you stay in your house, you, you put a deposit down and you become a tenant for a short period of time from the, from the existing purchaser. And that just takes the pressure off, mm-hmm. gives you time to close on your new house and move out. And then also just gives you that option of, of again, not feeling rushed to buy the, buy a house. Yeah. Another option that we're seeing sometimes, not quite as common, but it's coming up sometimes, is buyers or sellers are putting negotiation clauses in their contracts that say, we'll sell, but we're making it contingent as a seller on the seller finding suitable housing or contracting on suitable housing. And usually there's a deadline of 10 days, 15 days, Mm -hmm. something like that. And if a buyer is willing to work with a seller on that clause, it's a big pressure relief from a seller because now as new homes come on the market, we can pounce on them and Mm -hmm. get something under contract, typically a two-week time period Mm -hmm. usually. And then another option, and this is the one I like the best, if if a buyer, if a seller's in in position to do this, is to look at a bridge loan or even a traditional conventional financing option where you can buy a house before selling the one that you're living in now. Mm -hmm. It's great for folks who have equity or down payment. It's less stress. The timing concerns are alleviated. And, and it gives you time to prep both of your houses, so that you can move without that stress and that pressure of 24-hour closing, immediately signing paperwork on the other one. Everything's right. on the moving truck the night before, and
0: yeah, stressful. That, that does sound stressful.
1: And then makes it matters worse. Sometimes there's a domino effect because the buyer has is closing on their new house, and then you got this domino effect where everything's hinging on the. First house closing, and then so the second one can close, and the third yeah, one can
0: close. Yeah, that, that makes me a little stressed thinking about yeah, it. Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and lastly, just to commit to a close date and do whatever it takes to secure housing. You know, in the last year, we probably had about 10 clients that sold their house with, with no idea of where they were going to go. And all but one were able to secure housing after their house went under under contract. And only one just simply couldn't find a house that met their needs. And long story short, they ended up living in somebody's basement, uh, their family member's basement, for a few weeks. Uh, actually, it was about 60 days. And then finally the right house came on available. But they, Mm -hmm. if you talked to them today, they were like, yep, this was worth the wait. So they're very happy today. So, so far we've we've addressed the top three concerns of will I get enough money? What do I need to do to prep? And what will I do if it sells too fast? If I don't have a place to go? When we come back, we're gonna talk about how much is your broker charging you? And (laughs) also how to maintain your privacy and family life at home while your house is on the market. with the Carl Miller Show. I'm your host, Carl Miller. If you're just tuning in with us, we're talking about top concerns or fears that sellers have in moving and we're joined by Lindsay Morrell, the marketing director for Carl Miller Realty. I'm the owner broker of Carl Miller Realty. And I want to take a minute and just encourage everyone this weekend with the upcoming Thanksgiving holiday to take a pause and just enjoy the good things in life and the opportunities that we have in America today. A few years ago, I read a book written by a business coach and a mentor of mine. His name is Brian Buffini and the book is titled The Immigrant Edge immigrants are seven times more likely to become millionaires than U.S. born citizens. One trait of immigrants is that they are very thankful. They are grateful that they made it to America. They see opportunity all around us. And because most come from oppressive countries, they see what those of us born here sometimes are just blind to. As the saying goes, a fish doesn't know he is in water. You know, as Americans, we're sometimes just blind to the opportunities that are literally swimming all around us. And I encourage everyone, if we're feeling a little bit beat up or oppressed, and and God knows this has been a tough year for many of us, Mm -hmm. and a lot of us are beat up right now. But if you travel and visit a third world country, maybe not this year, but if you travel to a third world country, it really keeps perspective on how good we have it here. And as we go into the Thanksgiving holiday, even though it's a challenging year, it looks different this year. Truly pause, spend some time with those that you're able to either in person that you love or virtually, or maybe even picking up the good old fashioned telephone and reflect on the things that we have to be grateful for. It's impossible as a person to be grateful and bitter at the same time. And I'll leave you with just one other book that had a big impact on my life this year. It was called The Magic. And uh, Rhonda Byrd wrote that book. And it's essentially a 30 day gratitude exercise uh, book and journal. And while it's a bit Fru-fru a little bit, California, new age reading at times. The the exercises of that book, uh, the applied principles of practicing gratitude, really helped me personally get through the month of April when our world was changing. And I just want to encourage us, let's be grateful and be thankful for what we do have. We have a lot of good things in our lives right now. We do. So sellers, I want to address two more common concerns we hear a lot about, and one that pertains to the dollars again, uh, the almighty dollar. And it's an agent that some, it's a question that some agents dread getting, and that is, how much are you gonna charge me to sell my house? <laughs> you know, It's a fair question though. When you go into a retail store, I mean, you're looking at the price points. When right. you're making a, buying a car, first thing you're looking at is the price. right? And when you're selling a house, if you're hiring somebody to represent you, it's a fair question to know exactly what they're charging you.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And so it's a question that I take great care in responding to because there are some agents who charge a nominal or a discounted fee for their limited services. And they probably should be, you know, but at the end of the day, <laughs> The question is, are you getting full representation as a seller? Is your agent going to bat and ruthlessly negotiating on your behalf to get you the top dollar for your property by maximizing its exposure and working with their fellow agents in the neighborhood to create momentum and the top dollar? Because I can tell you, if an agent is not willing to work hard to negotiate their own fees and their own value, they're not going to be working very hard to negotiate on your dollars either mm-hmm. to, get them, to get you the most money in your pocket. So why, why should a seller work for a professional full service listing broker? It's a, it's a fair question because it's, it's not cheap. Uh, first is knowledge, the expertise and skills of a professional that knows the market, knows the processes and the ability to find solutions to the road bumps and the problems. That's gonna be a part of every transaction. And a great agent's gonna opt as an insulator to the counterpart in a transaction. They're gonna ensure the details of the deal are handled smoothly. We coordinate and advise on all aspects of the selling process, and we have the professional ability to bring perspective to the situation. You know, As a broker, at the end of the day, this is a relationship business, and our goal is to ensure that our clients' needs are met, whether it's an $80,000 house or an $800,000 house. A great agent's gonna have a backbone, support, and infrastructure to handle those challenges and to work really hard to ensure the deadlines are met and the closings occur, on time, at least as much as possible. Right. <laughs> and, and so all of that costs money. And, and one thing I know, Lindsay, is agents like to have food with their meals.
0: They do. Yes. And yes. office
1: staff like to have food with their meals, too. We do. <laughs> really love food. Yes. We like to. And coffee.
0: Yes. Oh, coffee is a necessity.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so again, there is a fee for these services. But after meeting with a seller and going over again, that estimated net seller sheet, we go over not only what the brokerage fees are involved in a transaction, but also the other expenses that sometimes people forget about. You know, there's always going to be a, a grantor's tax, for example. There's going to be uh, things like deed prep. And then there's certain inspections that in Virginia sellers are typically required to pay, like a like a termite certification letter showing that there's no termites on the house. There's a few nuances in Virginia that are seller expenses that sometimes people forget about. And then if there's an HOA, if you're an HOA, it's the seller's responsibility to provide that homeowners association packet to a buyer. So there's just different fees. And one of the things I like to do is just go over not just what the brokerage fees are, but the other fees as well. And, and a good agent is going to be a trusted advisor every step of the way. And we find that by just taking the stress of all those details off of the seller and also just with the market exposure tools that we have at our hands today, we can create so much momentum by exposing it to the open world and to the open market that a lot of times the brokerage fees that we charge pay many times above what a seller on their own could command for a house simply mm-hmm. by just the sheer volume and the relationships that a good agent already has established. Mm-hmm. And 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 one final stress point that is removed is that agents involved in the transaction are going to be marketing it to other real estate agents who have buyers, and those realtors aren't going to be bringing for the most part, unqualified buyers to your house. If you don't have that agent acting as an insulator, you're the one exposing yourself to people knocking on your door, dinging up your inbox or ringing your Mm -hmm. phone, who may or may not be actually able, ready, willing, and able to buy your house. So we basically ensure that nobody comes in your house that's not qualified to buy the house. And it just eliminates a lot of hassle for sellers, essentially. Anything you would add to that? Uh, you've been working in the in our office. You get to hear a lot of the conversations. I
0: do. I mean, I think I think it's awesome to see, like you are helping the client, but then you have a whole team of people that's also helping. So it's like you're getting a whole team. Like you're not just getting an agent. You're getting Zena, yes, who's helping listing, and mm-hmm. Aaron who's helping with closings, and mm-hmm. so that's helping the sellers get stay very informed. Or the buyers stay very informed, which is awesome because right. you want to be informed of what's happening yes. with your home and how to get it sold quickly and as yep. painlessly as possible.
1: And Erin, who we had on the air a few a few weeks ago, Erin is our transaction coordinator, and she mm-hmm. is just awesome at details and communication and setting expectations with clients and letting mm-hmm. them know, hey, here's what's going to happen next. So Yeah, she's it, a pro. She is awesome. <laughs> All right, so a few other issues that come up sometimes are... What about what about my schedule as a seller? I've got kids or I've got I've got a I've got a pet and we're out of the house during mm-hmm. the day. How do we take care of showings and not having this be a turnoff for buyers, especially for non-pet owner buyers? Mm-hmm. Those types of questions come up about, hey, I work night shift. I, I don't want any showings before two o'clock. So there's all these other questions that mm-hmm. come up sometimes. And long story short, we can set perimeters. We can set perimeters about when a house will be shown. If you're a shift worker and you need to come home at 7 o'clock in the morning and sleep, no problem. We can just say no showings before 3 o'clock mm-hmm. or 2 o'clock, whatever the case may be. If there's um, restricted hours, it's very common, not a problem at all to say, hey, no showings you know, between 2 o'clock and 3 o'clock. Maybe a child's coming home from school during those times and you know, yeah. or, or just other circumstances that happen. And then some people sometimes get stressed about their personal property. You know, this is, uh, we're in the South here. There's a lot of people that have a lot of firearms or valuable right, jewelry right, or right. artwork or watches, and, and they're concerned about their personal valuables, which is, mm-hmm. again, legitimate concern. And again, one of the things that real estate professionals have is they're bringing in people who are qualified, people who also will respect your home, chances are the the buyer coming to your house maybe is selling their house, so they respect and know exactly what you're dealing with mm-hmm. as a seller, and and we haven't had major problems with that. But that's also the value of having a realtor is they're not going to be bringing in people with, that are not un- unaccompanied, unaccompanied.
0: Right. Can you speak? It's a hard word. Unaccompanied.
1: Thank you. Yeah. Thank you, Lindsay. Yeah,
0: they're not just going in by themselves right. in your home.
1: Yeah, and you don't know what their intent is. And, and as a seller, too, if you've got your house on the market and somebody just knocks on your door, I tell sellers all the time, look, don't let them in. You don't know what their intent is. Yeah. They, need to be, they need to be escorted by an agent. And uh, call me or call have them call their realtor before we let people in our door. Yes. So there is that safety. And the other thing, too, I'll just mention is we have secure key boxes that are on a, um, they operate off of Bluetooth. And so we have an app on our phone. The only people that can get the app are authorized agents. So I know exactly who, when, and where every one of my lock boxes was popped. Mm-hmm. And it's a security thing. If something comes back and, hey, this back door was left unlocked, well, guess what? I know exactly who, when, and where mm-hmm. that house was shown. So those are a few um issues that sellers sometimes talk about as concerns and there's other things we can talk about we could go into more details but that we'll save that for another show and as we wrap up today we always want to talk about the bizarre real estate Ooh. fact of the week and now the bizarre real estate fact of the week why don't you tell us what the bizarre real estate fact of the week is lindsay
0: sure yeah we're keeping it lynchburg centered so like um we were looking up the most expensive and cheapest ho- homes sold in Lynchburg in the past three years. So the most expensive was a $2,075,000 home, which, fun fact, was originally listed for $2 and sold for $75,000 more, which mm-hmm. to me is upgrades. wild. They've yeah. They probably negotiated they some probably upgrades. They probably did. And it had 161 acres. Nice. Yeah. But then the cheapest home was sold in 2017 for $2,000 then redone and resold for $250,000. So that's that's a profit right there.
1: That's pretty That was cool. a good find. 2000 to two fifty. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. Thanks for sharing that. Mm-hmm. If you have real estate questions you want answered on air, send your questions to radio at carlmillerteam.com or to any of our social media platforms. And we are monitoring those constantly. Thank you, Lindsay, for joining us today. It's been fun. Thank you, listeners, for tuning in to The Carl Miller Show, your local, caring, competent, and trusted advisor for all things real estate. And a special thank you to our sponsor this month, Central Virginia Flooring, located on Timberlake Road next to Harbor Freight Tools, with a large warehouse of in-stock floors open Monday through Friday and weekends by appointment. Let Nick, Mike, or DK and the crew serve you with fresh new look on your flooring. Have a great week, and we'll see you next Saturday for another morning of The Carl Miller Show. Happy Thanksgiving, everyone.